It's no secret that water is vital to good health because every part of the body needs water to function properly, specifically all cells, tissues, and organs, which has got me wondering, are we really getting enough? How do we know? And are some sources of water better for our bodies than others? Welcome back to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. With us today to discuss the importance of hydration is Mihaela Vince, public health expert for nonprofit Transamerica Institute. But before we dive in, if you would like us to present an episode about a specific topic, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. We'd love to get your input. Okay, so Mihaela, welcome back to the program today. Hi, good to be here. Now, I know water has been referred to as the elixir of life, so could you walk us through just how significant hydration is for our health? Yeah, so when we're dehydrated, our bodies are not able to work properly because they just don't have enough water to carry out normal functioning. So this usually happens when we lose water quickly, for instance, through vomiting, sweating, or diarrhea. Our body weight is made up of 50 to 80% of water, so it's very important to keep restocking its supply, according to the Cleveland Clinic. Well, that's astonishing because I didn't realize how much of our body weight is made of water. With summer quickly approaching, uh, what are some of the symptoms associated with dehydration? So research shows that even mild dehydration, which is considered fluid loss of 1-3%, to may impair brain function. Mood, energy levels, and memory can all be affected, according to a report published in the Journal of Nutrition. Well, that's not good any way you slice it. Now, what other symptoms uh, should our listeners be aware of? Early symptoms include dry mouth, fatigue, weakness, dark-colored urine, headaches, as well as dizziness. And this is really important to note so that you can remedy dehydration as soon as you suspect it. On the other hand, extreme signs of dehydration include shriveled skin, for instance, skin that will hold a position when you pinch it for a few seconds rather than bounce back immediately. Other symptoms include low blood pressure, sunken eyes, delirium, and unconsciousness. This isn't the fullest of symptoms. If you're curious about what other extreme symptoms of dehydration are, make sure to visit Medical News Today's page, What You Should Know About Dehydration. And if at any point you think you might be experiencing dehydration, check in with a healthcare provider to get guidance on the best course of action for you. Yeah, I'm with you there, Mihail. Pursuing guidance from a healthcare provider is definitely the way you want to go. Now, beyond avoiding the symptoms of dehydration, what other benefits are derived from drinking water? There are tons. So water can help flush out body waste. It keeps our temperature normal. It lubricates our joints and aids our digestion. It can also lead to fewer headaches and more energy, according to the National Coalition on Aging. Exactly. I know a lot of folks have adopted the habit of carrying a water bottle wherever they go for for just those reasons. I I mean, I know I have. So then how much water does uh, someone need to drink? So this depends on a few factors. You may have to modify your daily intake if you exercise, if you live in a hot or humid environment, or if you're pregnant. And those who are ill may also need more fluids because our body loses a lot of water when we have a fever, we're vomiting, or are fighting off infections. The best way to avoid dehydration is to drink before you actually get thirsty. If you wait until after you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated, according to the Cleveland Clinic. Good point. It's important to remember to drink up before your body signals thirst. Now, how much water does an average healthy adult need? 
So the U.S. National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine concluded that a sufficient daily intake is around 15.5 cups of fluid a day for men. I find it helpful to know the ounces, which is 124, and this really helps me in terms of figuring out how many times I have to refill a hydro flask. So for 124 ounces, if you have a standard 32-ounce bottle, that would mean that you would refill it four times a day. For women, however, the recommendation is 11.5 cups or about 92 ounces. So a 32-ounce bottle would have to be refilled about three times to get the appropriate intake. Well, based on those kind of numbers, I think I'm running a little light on my intake, so I've just made a mental note for the future. While we're on the topic of water, this makes me wonder about all the different types that are out there. What are the best types in terms of hydration? Would it be tap, purified, distilled, or alkaline? Sure. I mean, why don't we quickly run through each type and what you should know? Let's uh, start with tap. Should anyone be drinking this? According to the Natural Resource Defense Council, tap water is safe to drink across much of the United States. It's also less expensive than buying different types of bottled water. That works for me. Now, what about purified? Purified water is a great alternative if your immediate water source is not safe for consumption. But purchasing a filtration system or purified water in general can really add up and it can be quite costly. Oh yeah, I priced out some of those uh, filtration systems and they are expensive. Now, what about distilled? So similar to purified water, distilled water is great if you're somewhere where the tap water supply is contaminated. For instance, if you're traveling and you aren't sure about the water supply, then distilled water would be a good option. Exactly. I know in some countries it's recommended to not go near the water, so that makes sense too. What about alkaline? I mean, are the supposed health benefits for this type of water really worth switching over to? Compared with normal tap water, alkaline water has a higher pH and contains something called negative oxidation reduction potential, as well as alkaline minerals. According to Mayo Clinic, it does not have any health benefits backed by science. It can also lead to lower stomach acidity, which could actually prevent your body's ability to fight off harmful bacteria. And lastly, it's kind of expensive. Well, then, based on that intel, got to say, that's one bandwagon. I'm glad I didn't hop on. Which uh, brings me to my next question. Do we have to get all of our hydration from water, or can we get it from other sources? Good question. Our fluid intake can come from multiple sources, like beverages and food. Milk, juices, and teas, as well as fruits and vegetables, can provide a significant portion of our daily intake. Even caffeinated beverages will contribute. However, just keep in mind that not all sources of hydration are created equally. Fluids with sugar can lead to inflammation and other health problems, whereas caffeine can actually prevent us from getting good, high-quality sleep, according to Harvard Health. And on that note, I also want to mention that alcoholic beverages should not be taken as a source of hydration. They can actually pull water from our bodies if you didn't already know that. How does someone know if they are drinking enough water? Uh, So generally, if you aren't feeling thirsty and your urine is light yellow or colorless, then that's a good sign that your fluid intake is adequate. According to Mayo Clinic, to prevent dehydration, remember to drink water if you feel thirsty with each meal and between meals. And lastly, before, during, and after exercising. Okay, well, that's all pretty straightforward and, and makes good sense. But how can someone get themselves to drink more water? You mentioned earlier in the segment that you keep a bottle with you, a water bottle with you, and that's a great tactic. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. keeping a reusable water bottle near you makes it really easy to remember to keep drinking. Try to fill it out throughout the day. If you find yourself feeling really bored of the water, it might even be a good idea to include fruit. 
I personally like to throw in a handful of berries or squeeze a wedge of lemon to keep it interesting. Also, eating foods high in water can really help you stay hydrated. A one cup serving of watermelon, not only delicious, but also contains a half cup of water along with other nutrients. So lots of these different tactics can help you reach your hydration goals. And lastly, do not forget to have an emergency water supply, for instance, like a case of bottled water in the event of a natural disaster that may cause a disruption in your availability of safe drinking water. Should we ever worry about drinking too much water? Yeah, when you drink too much water, it actually is not good for you at all. Sometimes this happens to athletes who are trying to prevent dehydration. Our kidneys cannot get rid of excess water and the sodium in our blood can actually become very diluted when this happens and it can lead to a condition called hyponatremia and it can be life-threatening. Signs may include vomiting and nausea, headaches, confusion, muscle weakness, even seizures and coma and no one wants that. No, I don't think so. Not Don't sign me up for that. But it does lend credence though to that old adage, moderation in all things, quite apropos in this case. Well, Mihaela, good conversation with some important and surprising insights all around. We hope you'll join us for future episodes, including the upcoming episode on ways to spend less money. Also, in case you missed it, check out recent episodes on aging myths and how inflation is impacting our finances. If you have comments, feedback, or ideas for future shows, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit, private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcast, and at transamericainstitute.org. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.